0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host, Azra, and by now you know what we'll be talking about today if you've read the title, which I'm pretty sure you have. We'll talk about Japan eateries. If you've listened to Season 1's Episode 6, The Munchies, you're already caught up with a few highlighted Japanese food. Today we're not about that. We're looking at the types of restaurants you can find here. We'll touch on the top 4 types of eateries today. We'll leave out the standard ramenya and kaitenzushi. And I'm also not including the fast food chains like McDonald's and Wendy's, or cafes. Almost everywhere has those. These are the ones that are unique to Japan. Have your vocab notebooks ready, because as usual, we'll be dropping some useful Japanese words along the way. Kicking it off, we have the izakaya. This is the best place to go if you're looking for cheap drinks and snacks for an evening out. Izakaya refers to a type of traditional Japanese bar. They're essentially Japanese taverns. It literally translates to... Stay alcohol shop. So traditionally, this was a place where you could just sit around and drink. Unlike some other places where they try to turn tables by rushing customers out, in an izakaya, they won't ever do that. It's literally in their name. You're allowed to just chill and have a couple of beers. Even during this global pandemic, a lot of izakayas are still open and accepting customers, so long as they sanitize their hands and wear a mask through the door. The most common type of food that you usually get at an izakaya is yakitori which are meat skewers. And if I must say so myself, they go great with a beer or a cocktail. You do get other side dishes like chips and a small portion of noodles. If you don't know what to get, just ask the waiter for his osusume recommendation. Don't forget to shout "Kampai" when you clink your glasses in the air. It's a Japanese way of saying cheers. Here's a quick vocab recap. Yakitori meat skewers osusume recommendation Kampai! Cheers! Our second category goes a little, actually, a lot more traditional. We have the ryote and kappo. I could have just classified them as the traditional category, but I feel like each of them deserve a brief introduction. A ryote is typically a high-end restaurant where guests can savour washoku, Japanese cuisine, and private tatami rooms. Some ryote date back to the early 17th century and every little detail in the room is taken into account, from architecture to the decoration. Back in the day, this type of restaurant is used for feudal lords to meet with trusted subordinates in private. Even now, businessmen and politicians will have banquets and hold meetings behind the realtor's closed doors. Kapo literally translates to cutting and cooking, and at a kapo restaurant, you usually sit at a bar counter and you can observe the chef's preparation. You can make special requests for what dishes you want or go for the omakase which means you leave it up to the chef to decide. There's a level of exclusivity for some ryote and kappo restaurants. Sometimes you can't walk in or make reservations. You have to be invited by someone who's already an existing guest. Let's recap the vocab. Washoku, Japanese cuisine. Omakase, and leave it up to the chef. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've raised. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's true to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Moving on to the third on the list is the cook-it-yourself type of restaurant. I mean, you can already guess what you do at this restaurant. You cook the food yourself. Some might not like the idea of it. If they want to cook, they'll do it at home. If they dine out, they want it served to them. Fair enough, but trust me, you'd want to try this type of eatery when you're in Japan. There are a few ones you should try. First one is a yakiniku restaurant. Yakiniku is translated to grilled meat, and originally it referred to western barbecue food. Later on it moved on to refer to Korean food, but today yakiniku refers to a style of cooking bite-sized meat and vegetables on griddles over a flame of wood charcoals. It's now known as Japanese barbecue. Another restaurant in the cook-it-yourself category is nabe, which means hot pot. It's like a broad category that consists of all types of hot pot dishes. Usually, nabe mono is served during the colder seasons, but there are some chain restaurants offering it all year round. People sit around a table with a pot usually filled with soup and throw in whatever they like. Most of the time, it's meat, veggies, and noodles. And when it's cooked, they scoop it out into their bowl. Might not be the most corona-friendly type of restaurant right now. There are so many types of nabemono, but my favourite is shabu-shabu, where thinly sliced meat and vegetables are boiled in a pot of soup and then afterwards dipped in a dipping sauce before eating. Now for a quick vocab recap. Yakiniku, grilled meat. Nabe or nabemono. Hot pot dishes. Shabu-shabu, a type of hot pot dish. Last but not least on our list, we have family restaurants or... Famiresu in Japanese. These are just casual dining restaurants which cater to people of all ages, but specifically families with children. Hence the name. The big name ones in Japan are Gusto, Jonathan's, and Denny's. Or at least these are the ones I see most often. There are many others as well. Famiresu are usually inexpensive. A meal can range from 500 yen, which is about 5 US dollars, to 2,000 yen, which is about 20 US dollars. I never spent more than 2,000 yen at a family restaurant in my two over years of living in Japan. They're pretty convenient to dine in, especially for foreigners, since everything on the menu has pictures to accompany it, or an English menu. You have everything from the typical Japanese dishes, like curry rice and donburi, rice bowls, to yoshoku, western dishes, like pasta and hamburgers. My favourite part of a family restaurant is the Dorinkuba, the drink bar. Unfortunately, it's not an alcoholic drink bar. They're all non-alcoholic beverages, including soft drinks, juices, coffee and tea. There is a range of alcoholic drinks though. Some, Famirasu, have happy hour where beers go as cheap as 200 yen. So if you ever find yourself needing a quick bite, a cheap beer or a place to spend an all-nighter after missing the last train, go to a family restaurant. Some are open 24 hours. Let's quickly recap the vocab. Yoshoku. Western cuisine. Drink bar. Drink bar. And there you have it! Four unique types of Japanese eateries, from traditional to modern. I highly recommend not to miss out on them when you're in Japan. If you're interested in reading up on them some more, as well as other types of Japanese eateries not included here, head over to the Nihongo Master blog. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the official website to learn more. Thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking you down another avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!